Hello, hello. My name is Kim Addis. I'm the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching and the co-founder of the journal that talks back. We haven't spoken about the journal that talks back in a while, and I thought that I'd mention something about it. We are growing. We have an amazing team of coaches, and we have clients who are using the software and the service every single day. How it works is that you are introduced to your coach, you go onto the platform and you pick a journaling prompt from our library of journaling prompts, or you can just start journaling. And every time you journal, your coach will be reading and responding to your journal. So you can journal once a week, once a day, six times a day. It doesn't really matter. Your coach will be there to read and respond to your journal. And for those of you who are thinking about journaling and would love to get some feedback on your journal, would love to work for with a coach uh, affordably, please come and check out the journal that talks back. Honestly, it's an incredibly amazing service and our coaches are amazing. So please come see us there. But today is the Frame of Mind Coaching Podcast, and it's Fridays with Fernie. And I think I mentioned last time that I know that sometimes you are listening to this and it's not a Friday. It doesn't matter. I still love this the, the term, the title, Fridays with Fernie. Fernie is my daughter, for those of you who don't know, and she is here week after week starting an interesting discussion with us. Fernie, welcome. Hello. Hello. Always nice to be here. So you have the northern lights on today. Yeah. I mean, winter is coming. Winter Winter. is coming. I have a, uh, it's on my bucket list to go and see the Northern Lights. Yeah, me too. So what do you want to talk about today? Right. So today I had uh, more of a leadership question. So let's say you're on a team, on a board of directors, whatever it is, a team that makes decisions and someone on your team, you're not quite you know the president you're just one of the board members and someone on the team suggests an idea that you don't like you think it's not great you think it's not very intelligent whatever you think um and it kind of sits sits a bit wrongly with you how do you change the direction um given that someone made this comment or suggested this thing um without sounding completely negative yeah So there are a few strategies or tactics that you can use to address that kind of conversation. So strategy number one is that you would say, tell me more so that they would explain more and they could have an opportunity to embellish or come to a place where they feel like, oh, that's not really a good idea, is it? Right. So either they fix the idea or they realize it's not the best idea. So that's one option. Another option is to uh, approach it slightly differently. You might assume a positive intent and you might say, oh, is this what you're trying to achieve? And by capturing what they are trying to achieve and they say, yes, you say, oh, I see. So, you know, you're, you're not only assuming positive intent, you're assigning a positive intention to their idea. And then you're saying, I know how that could work. And then you run with something new or you you piggyback off of their idea or their desire or their concept and you run with it. And then there's a third strategy, which a little more confrontational, which you could say, oh, okay, so help me understand how your solution would address these issues, these problems. Mm. So now you're forcing them to think things through 
but also address the issues that they haven't um, thought of clearly. So it's a little bit more confrontational. And I think, to be honest, all of those three strategies could be useful at any given point in time. For different things. Yeah. So what happens if, you know, someone comments, you don't respond, the, the group starts to kind of rally behind this idea. How do you, like once, once they have the kind of the support of the team, how do you change it from there? Well, again, I think it's important for you to think it through and decide why you don't like the idea. Is it because the idea, um, you know, doesn't appropriately address all issues? Is it because there could be a better idea? Is it because that idea is expensive, costly, exhausting? Like, what's the reason why? What if it clashes with your values? So, for example, like a big value of minus food. And I know it sounds crazy, but I'm sure I also know that you agree. Um, and so let's say, you know, you go to a, you're planning a party or some event, whatever, conference, whatever it is. And there's a budget restriction, but you don't think there's enough food and that we should allocate more money to the food. But at that point, it's a values issue. It's not like you just think well, they're wrong. So, it's like yeah, a, so it, it's not a values issue. It's a, it's a get everybody on the same page opportunity. So what does that mean? You say, okay, so we're having events. What's the goal of the event? Why do we have these events? To make people feel welcome. To make people feel welcome, to get them or to gather, with it, right? Yeah. To gather, to make people feel welcome, to, to uh, give them something to commune over, right? All of To fill things. their stomachs. Sure. And so part of what you want to do is say, okay, like when, every time we have an event, what are the boxes we want to make sure we're ticking? Do we always need to have food at events? And so you might think yes, and maybe you don't. But what you want to do is make sure that when you're having events, you're achieving your goals. And if having a little bit of food actually looks worse than having no food, maybe the answer is this is a no food event or you have more food because this isn't enough. So you, the idea is to get together and say, what are our goals and how to achieve them? And what role does food play in achieving those goals? Yeah, I guess like th there could be issues of background, like cultural issues of, you know, like you're planning a wedding and what comes first, the salad or the appetizer? Like, does the salad come at the beginning or the end? Like, it's, yes. it's, it's depends on the person, depends but it's, on the person. <laughs> but it's such trivial things that just rub you the wrong way because they're cultural, emotional, whatever they are. And there isn't necessarily a right reason or right way to do it. Yeah. But you just feel like it feels bad. Yeah. So how do you? I get, yeah. I, I think, again, you have to, I think people get caught up in, in sometimes nitty gritty details without thinking about what is my goal. Yeah. So the, the, the question of the, the salad at the beginning or at the end of the wedding, <laughs> when we got, when I got married to Alan, I wanted the salad at the end. He's like, well, that's not done. And I said, why not? Like, why not? What's the issue? And, you know, it's a different cultural or stylistic approach. Was right? it at the end? At the end? It was at the end. But the reason it was at the end is because he stepped back and said, what exactly is my objection here? 
Why am I objecting to this? Is it because I've always been doing it this way? Is there a rational reason for this? And but when doesn't that logic work the other way as well? Is there a rational reason for it to be at the end versus the beginning? That, well, we could talk about, you know, what we're trying to achieve here. And the idea is that it's a little bit unusual. It's a little bit different. It gives you a different feeling, a different experience. So having the salad at the end gives you a feeling of, wow, this is a bit of a different approach. And I personally like that different, being a little bit different. But also when you're, you know, planning a wedding in this way, um, you know, what are the elements that are important to us? And does this achieve that goal, that feeling of it being special, that feeling mm. of being being memorable, unusual, different, uh, signature, you could say, signature wedding, right? And so mm-hmm. does that achieve the goal? And the answer is yes. And so what are the elements that create that? But for Alan in particular, he had a lot of things that went according to his ideology. And he realized, hey, like there's this one thing that's really insignificant and, you know, not material that I could say yes to we get we get what's the purpose of a marriage the purpose of a marriage is to celebrate a union it doesn't matter when the salad is so he was willing to give it up right yeah it's interesting I mean with your partner you can't plan a wedding together maybe it's not the best if you not not the best to be living together but um (laughs) With a team, I guess it's a bit different. I think people do really get caught up in their emotions and their culture and their little things that don't really matter that much. And I think in a way, it's also good if you can kind of give people their little things because then they feel good and maybe you can get, not get, but you can make decisions in other areas. Yeah. Uh, You know what? Honestly, I think it's very important for us to always go back to what is our goal. I'll tell you a quick story. And Years ago, and maybe some of you have heard this story, but it's one that I always, always remember. But years ago, I I coached a gentleman who happened to be in the accounting world. And at the beginning of our coaching term, I asked him a question. The question was, what is singularly the most important thing? What's your priority? What's your priority? He said, without question, it's my relationship with my wife. It's very important that we are connected, that we're on the same page, that we spend quality time together. That relationship is more important to me than anything. It's more important than my business, more important than my friendships, even more important than my own children. That relationship is is key. It's critical. Okay, great. Wonderful. I took note of it. But a few weeks into our coaching experience, he sent me a journal and he said, I just got into a massive fight with my wife. I said, well, what happened? He said, well, you know, we got into a fight about one of our kids. One of my kids wants to stay out at an all night party on a Sunday night. And I said, no, but she said, yes. And I just don't think it's a good idea already. He has trouble in school already. He, you know, sometimes doesn't like to attend class. And I think this sends him the wrong, the wrong sign. And, you know, it sounds like he's being reasonable. It sounds like he's actually making a very rational, responsible decision on behalf of his son. But his wife already said yes, but he got so mad. He he wrote to me in his journal, I got so mad that I went to sleep in the other room. So here's a question. Does sleeping in the room satisfy or help him reach his number one priority, which is connectivity with his wife? Does that achieve the goal? No. No. 
But what is he supposed to do? But what is he supposed to do? Give up on everything? Like, let her have her, not let her have her way, but not have his own opinion on things and just accept whatever she says? No, he's entitled to his opinion and he's entitled to a rational conversation. He's entitled to communicate. He's entitled to say this really, I think, is a bad choice. Uh, But what he did was he lost sight of his own priorities because he had a higher desire. His his he got glossed and he decided it's more important right now for me to be right than it is for me to be happy. And that's what happens when we work on teams. It happens when we build relationships with significant others. It happens that we have this need to be right. And when we have a need to be right, we forget about what it is that we wanted in the first place, which Mm -hmm. is harmony and unity. Yeah. Right. And we give it up. We put it on the back burner. We forget. And so even in a team, you know, a really great person on the team will say, What's our goal? Let's remember what our goal is. It's not only to host an event, for example, it's to host an event that achieves the following. Does having only this amount of food create comfort? And, or does it create an awkwardness? Does it create discomfort? Does it achieve our goal? Yeah. I think that's a good, it's good to never, it's important never to lose sight of that. And to, to to write it down to to literally write it down talk about it actually have clear cut goals even if they sound kind of self explanatory like to have you know if you have a team that's a committee to run events your goal is to run events and welcome new i don't know people to the Members. community or whatever yeah. yeah right exactly and you know part of what what you can do is say what are our values mm-hmm. if our values are warmth and generosity well having you know six hot dogs when there are <laughs> 25 people doesn't doesn't achieve that goal <laughs> yeah right? no. yeah okay so so Ooh. you know it's okay to do it it's very important in my opinion to do it logically as opposed to emotionally yeah i mean easier said than done sometimes yes most of the time yes exactly absolutely but yeah you know, one of the things that we do when we coach people is we always remind them, what's your goal? Mm. And when we remind them what their goals are, their decisions are made with greater clarity. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Very important. Okay. So for those of you who are listening, what do you want and what is your goal? And are the decisions you're making consistent and aligned with your goals? Think about that. It's a very important question and very, very valuable to continue to ask yourself, what is it that I want? All right, good. For those of you who want to provide us with some feedback, provide us with some input, give us some things to discuss. We'd love to hear from you. Fernie, how do they reach you? Please email me and that's at Fernie Cotliar. That's F-E-R-N-E-K-O-T-L-Y-R at alive.com. And you can reach me. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. We will see you next week. Have a good one, everyone. Bye. Bye.